on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out how Scott Pilgrim handles the documentary treatment. If Damian Wayne can go full Kevin McAllister in the new film, Merry Little Batman. And whether or not the world is ready for a Hindi version of Riverdale. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on the comic book, and of course, any of the animated ones we feel like doing. I'm your host for the evening, Mike Gravano. It's a December to remember, and so I'm your host for the rest of the month. Deal with it. With me, as always, is Ryan. Uh, We cleared this with the board, we cleared this with HR, uh, and this is a happy Honda Days uh, company with that, like that, were all inclusive with Hondas. But so please, so do you're that. ignoring December. I'm not ignoring December. I'm saying I feel like December to remember is fully agnostic. I'm saying in December we say Happy Honda Days. Every time I walk into the Pop Filter Studio, I would like everyone to wish me a Happy Honda Days. Uh, I'm sorry, I came from a Toyotathon family, and then why are you saying December to remember? Isn't that Lexus? I. Th- is it? Because I truly don't know. I just feel like that is for all cars. It's a December to remember. Oh, really? All cars can just say December. To, no, that's it's Lexus. Hashtag, Ryan, all cars matter. I don't think that's true. McKenna, we're going to need somebody else to weigh in here. What uh, faith-based car celebration did you grow up with? Oh, we were, we were fully, fully on board with Ford, which gets a lot of shit. So. Well, what what is Ford's fucking December thing? Uh, Ford, we're gonna break suck down, these but truck we'll nuts. Make it to the holiday eventually. <laughs> Ford, do you mean fix or repair December? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Eat Build it, a Ford. snowman while you wait for a tow truck. I love that we're talking car shop and Cassie's not here. <laughs> Somewhere, steam is pouring out of her ears. Flames? Flames? Talk about, uh, long-time listeners will know, I randomly will make and or just buy you guys shirts. Uh, and I saw one today of Madeline Kahn. That's that's Madeline Kahn, right? It, it and is. It, it, just, it was her face, and it just had flames and like metal, like, you know, the metal band font <laughs> underneath. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just bought them dumb shirts. <laughs> I can't do this again. I, I just heard a band called Lankum. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to listen to them. They were a delight, a fucking delight down to my potato rotting. Yeah, talk core. about family heritage. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, made the red curly hairs on the back of my taint stand up, but I was nervous to listen to them because of the font. They had like yeah. kind of a metal font when I saw the album cover. I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this, but they were great. But you could still, even though Lancome's not a real word, you could read it. The more metal it is, the less legible. Of in, of like human language, the letters are. <laughs> I was also a little nervous because the band Lankum, the name of the album, False Lankum. What? So what are we doing here then? I think this is not what they normally sound like. I think this whole album is a fucking spy op. <laughs> they're usually Scottish, and now they're pretending to be Irish. Yes, 
And we know those are different brogues. Some people don't even count one of those as a brogue. Can people tell what's, can longtime listeners, as you call them, LTLs, can people tell what's going on with our future because we're doing the shortest of shows tonight and talking yes. about the best music of the year and we're prepping <laughs> for other things that we actually care about? Best t-shirts of the year, best music of the year. It is, who cares what cars call December? We are three knuckles deep in best of the year prep. Yes. Is that how to say it? Is that yeah, Three knuckles, yeah. Accurate. Yeah, three knuckles deep. Everybody's a fan. Uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. Did I say, oh, that's Ryan, that's McKenna? Did I do this? You did it, man. Yeah. Fucking, okay. Speaking of Junior, Casey Junior over here. Casey Light. Casey Junior. Casey. Cassie. Cassie Junior. I thought you were talking about the train, Casey Jr. I'm yeah, I'm all fucked up because Cassie's not here. I, it's we're all sad. Yeah. She'll be back in months. Did you want to give her the service that she usually does for you and you miss of talking about the grisly death that she suffered just before? Oh the yeah. What kind of putrid, rotten, butt-based death is Cassie going to get? Uh, I'm something to do with like uh, butt cheeks falling off is usually what she gives you. I think uh, her left cheek fell off. She slipped on it as if it was some sort of animated banana peel and broke her fucking neck on the other one. Wow. Take that, yep. Cassie. Uh, tonight we are talking about the movie The Archies, the TV show Yu Yu Hakusho, the movie Merry Little Batman. But before all of that, episodes four and five of Scott Pilgrim takes off. <laughs> On the fourth and fifth episodes of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, we learn more about Lucas Lee and Todd Ingram. Young Neil's movie is being made, and Lucas is playing Scott, Envy Adams is Ramona, and Wallace Wells is being played with a notorious heterosexual. Things go awry when paparazzi ninjas chase Lucas, and Todd Ingram is recast as Scott, and the real Wallace is cast as Wallace. Ramona becomes a stunt double for Envy's Ramona. And a documentary crew captures it all. Taste buds, I ask you this. We've seen a lot of Hollywood parodies in the past. How does the Scott Pilgrim cartoon stack up? It's, yeah, it's, um, it is one of them. It undeniably. One of the, undeniably one of those parodies. I think that Scott Pilgrim, what we're learning from this show so far, as we hit the halfway point, is that Scott Pilgrim li- really loves living in Scott Pilgrim's own bubble. You know, yes. and I think it loves the self-referential stuff as much as it does reaching out and maybe be like satirizing anything else. I think that the video game parodies are there, but the social parodies are there, mm-hmm. but like they are anything but surface level. What they really like doing is like saying, "Welcome to our world. Let's just look inward as much as possible at this, yes. the world that we've already created and you already loved. If you didn't, then why are we making this show?" I, I do like it does feel like the show is a mockery of the fans like oh you'd want more Scott Pilgrim you are young Neil then who wrote a screenplay about his friends his screenplay is basically the movie that we saw 20 years ago it's mm-hmm. what if Scott mm-hmm. was not killed by Matthew Patel but young Neil also does not remember writing this ever he thinks his sleep paralysis demon wrote it which means he probably wrote it he embraces it beautifully yeah he embraces everything i do think uh, what's fun about this show and seeing alternate versions is characters that were super sidelined in the movie are getting much more time to shine and something about his lack of complexity yes getting so much time to shine 
And there's something about his very not shiny, very deadpan, not going to actually grow or think about anything. I'm really enjoying Young Neil. Can I? Let me ask you guys a question. Do I like listening to Young Neil talk? Because I'm not sure. Are you talking voice or what lines he's delivering? Just if I had to listen to him, like read an audiobook, would I love it or would it be the worst thing I've ever heard? I think a whole audiobook would be rough. But if he interjects some every what there's it's like loud and wacky and then every once in a while you'll get oh wow uh, I think that would be a nice breather. Does some does he sometimes have like a little demon Etrigan the demon going where he'll like just he rhyme rhymes? for no reason? I thought I heard some of that going on. Possibly. I some I I do think that yeah some of these characters were left were better left two dimensional. And are you saying Young Neil is one of them? Uh, yes, Mike, I am. I, I do think that I am. I really I, I like the Young Neil. I think it's delightful that we're getting this flat character just somehow present more. How did, because it's so inward-facing, all of the people playing versions of themselves and or their enemies, how did that work for y'all? Who's doing the best version of another person here? Version of another person, a version of themselves. Yes. I Envy mean, is playing Ramona. Lucas and Todd both play Scott. Play Scott. Ramona think, is Ramona's stunt double. I think Luke is playing Scott, um, who can't, like, just only understands it as him being Scott. Right. And I'm maybe Scott. maybe he's being method, uh-huh. or maybe he's fucking really stupid. And I'm not sure those are that different. Based on most of the stories I've heard from sets of people playing Method. Right. Um, but that's probably my favorite. And just watching the frustration on Ramona's face trying to talk to him. I'm here to talk about Scott. I'm Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and a good callback. Uh, Todd, also, we, we've learned, and maybe you read the books and watched the movie, and you're like, no, I think I can tell Ramona does have a type, even though they seem different. They are all dumb. She doesn't go for smart people. They're all variations on morons. Yeah, I'm starting to think that she maybe is... She hates love. She's scared She's of love. The problem? Yes. Um, she is constantly making sure that love is impossible for her. Mm. Self sabotage. Yeah, you're starting Pick to get that. The worst person to pair with. Yeah, the one that will uh, whatever relationship will end the fastest is what she's absolutely into. Because that's the you just. But it's not even like suck that in. That will yeah, end the fastest. She's still the one ending it. So even if she picked a good person. If you're the one controlling the end of the relationship. Sure, but maybe she's worried that she wouldn't end it if she picked a good person. So Yes, and she's never picked a good person. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no quality person here. It, it, what's wild is well, each episode we get flashbacks of when she was actually with people, and Lucas seemed fine in high school. He seemed like a fine high school boyfriend. It's, it's just that he got famous. fucked up after the, she leaves them. Or she like leaves it. them, and then ten years pass, and then other things then happen. They... <laughs> I, I like. I would it's... argue. I would argue that Roxy is not the worst. She's not like evil, evil ex, but she's right. not again the most dynamic of personalities. She's kind of crazy. Yeah, she the, she gets short shrifted now because she was episode three right and so in episode four and episode five we now realize what they're doing each episode one of the exes gets a flashback 
And so episode four is Lucas, and we get the flashback and see them together. Episode five is Todd flashback. Roxy does seem to, I feel like I know the least about Roxy out of the Just exes we've were, seen yeah, flashbacks. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, going back to episode three, like, uh, not the most grounded person. And again, not evil. So huge green flag. Yes. Way, check mark yeah. underneath her name for sure. But um her whole like gets ramona says no we're just gonna be friends oh then i'm gonna move on to the next person to become like psycho about so you know just not, not stable person yeah <laughs> it, it is interesting watching what we're five episodes and now seeing who comes in the most i did not expect chris evans to be and then uh brie larson and brandon ruther be so often it's uh interesting that may whitman uh, it feels like they got the least because Roxy's in at the least, and so maybe it's it's availability. Uh, she's not the biggest of stars, and I was I was like, Her? probably could use way more Wade Mitten. Yeah, probably. Than Chris Evans. Well, Chris uh, Evans' lines are very short, though, so they don't take that long to record. But there's a so lot of probably them. the same line. Yeah, <laughs> they just keep playing the same whatever over and over and over again. Whatever. But that for him to learn all that skateboarding that they had to record yes. as well, that's yeah. very and they impressive. Went, Chris, you don't need to do this. It's animated. And he's like, uh, I'm not the same Chris Evans I was when we made the movie. I'm Captain America now, and I can do this all day. And by this, he means a 360 kickflip. That's America's skateboard. That's America's skateboard. Uh, the music in the Lucas episode... I, I'm enjoying the music throughout anyway, but was so they're like it's about skateboarding. I guess we could do as much punk and punk based things as possible. Uh, is it also your guys' favorite soundtrack of any episode so far? Not just punk and punk based, but literally the music from literally the Tony Hawk video literal game. Were Dead Kennedys in the Tony Hawk game? Uh, I think every song from this episode was from a Tony Hawk game. Really? Yes, that's awesome. Because I felt so much like a Tony Hawk game. I felt so sucked into. <laughs> I didn't know I could enjoy animated skateboarding, and this made me like that, especially animated skateboarding versus a horde of ninjas. Although I will say that I wish they had committed more. Like, they really commit to making the fights, at least in the first couple of episodes, look like video games, 16 bit fights. Like, this didn't look like the Tony Hawk game that we knew. But it right. made me think do you guys remember how fucking popular? that game was yeah McKenna, i don't know if you were born yet when tony hot games were around oh i was obsessed so maybe they you know they were ancient they were vintage by the time i was playing them <laughs> but i was definitely Ouch. into it you had to go into your grandfather's basement and, like blow the dust off them <laughs> uh they like for some reason it it's weird to talk about now and it's weird to talk about before they came out but the entire world was playing skateboarding video games yeah it it was California was big. Skateboard culture, the X Games were starting, the Warped Tour. I'm just going to keep listing things off tangentially related. Sean White, Mountain Dew, Code Red. <laughs> That's my favorite it song. It all makes you want to spend Hulk. hours trying to, you know, grind on a helicopter blade so you I'm can g- unlock a level. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to grind on every helicopter blade. And you know what? I'm Matt Bowman, way better than Tony Hawk. And you guys remember walking into like a mall or whatever, and you would be like, mm-hmm. uh, grind, 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 roll up that wall. Yeah. And that, then parkour got popular, and we would, you would do the same thing every time you walked into a room. I saw a great image on the Reddit of uh, a drained, what's the holy water bowl in a Catholic church called? Toilet. Uh, toilet, and it was the, the Pope's toilet, 
and somebody was like, that'd be the best fingerboarding anybody had ever done, but you'd go straight to hell for it. And that is the same mentality. Exactly. Uh, in the in the Todd episode, uh, we get a documentary. They've stopped lampooning uh, video games, which they are best at, and they're like, no, let's double down on this Hollywood thing, and now let's do a behind-the-scenes documentary of Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Well, in episode four, we hear the voice of the director. Yes. Edward Wrong. Edgar Wrong, excuse me. Edgar Wrong. Do you know who voiced him? My guess is, because I did see in the credits, uh, Shaun of the Dead. What's his name? No, Simon Pegg and Simon Pegg. Nick, and Nick Frost. Frost. Oh, they're security guards. They're security guards. And I love how you say my guess is, because I saw it in the credits. I don't think that's a guess to guess <laughs> is that anymore. not a guess? But then you still got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> that was Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. And I'm like, all right. Oh. So the voice acting is not going to get better than that. And then episode five starts. The documentary starts. And who's one of the directors? It's Brudel Yankovic. So we're here. Like, this is this is unbelievable. The second director of the documentary is, of course, the actor with no name other than Robbie from New Girl, who CeCe dates for a time. <laughs> <laughs> we we got them both. We got the two greatest nerd actors, Weird Al Yankovic and Robbie, and Robbie from New Girl, who dates Cece for a time. It's funny, but accurate. You, if you said the actor's name, would have had no idea who yeah. you're talking about. No. You say Robbie I, from New Girl, I know exactly who you mean. I liked him in Robbie New Girl. I liked him as one of the tech guys in The Office. I've seen this guy's yeah. entire catalog. Could not tell you his fucking name. I think that he was in one episode of The Office, and we know him better from that than his real fucking <laughs> name. Oh, two. He, he was, a, I, he was a tech guy, but he was also at the fair. Good memory as a different person. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up across the street from him, and I know him better in his two-episode run of The Office than his actual personality. He was also one of the um, like guys from Veep who would just take shit from the balding guy. Yes. From Dan Backdahl. From Dan Backdahl. Man, there's a character actor named Paul. I'm impressed by you, my friend. That oh, guy, that- just because his face, he has to be a piece of shit. He's <laughs> never played a nice character. Dan Backfall, I'm talking about. Because look at his fucking face. Well, I know that you were talking about him and not Robbie from New Girl because you used a first name and a last name. Yeah. Couldn't have been take- talking about <laughs> Robbie from New Girl. And I've arguably seen more of Robbie from New Girl's career than Dan Backfall's. <laughs> I just, I want, I want to see a buddy cop movie that's like this summer, Chris Rock and Robbie from New Girl are partners. But yeah, um, I this is the, this is the kind of shit. And I read about um, more towards the end of the season a different kind of episode that we're gonna get that we get in every single show. Um, and this is the documentary thing. And like, I'm a sucker for it because it's just exposition. It's yes. just information dumps and character dumps, but done in a clever way. Because more importantly, it's joke dumps. You know, yes. like you just get to, you get a very clean, easy joke highway, uh, and it almost always works. And then, an increasing uh, almost every three minutes, the more and more characters pulling other characters out of the interviews, and you mm-hmm. think that get tired. But you're like, no, every time somebody yells something ridiculous and somebody says, "But I'm in an interview," it gets funnier. Right now, there was something awful that happened in this episode. I don't know if you guys noticed. Wrote it down in your notes. Did you guys take copious notes? Copious. 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 Okay. Wow. Uh, there's a Grease 2 reference. I loved that. <laughs> yes, I, I fucking did a hoo-hoo-hoo. McKenna, do you know what this movie is? <laughs> Grease 2? No, be, before my time. Okay. It's a sequel to the film Grease. We'll, we'll start Arguably there. better. Time. No one has, <laughs> it's arguably better than a very bad movie. 
But Grease 2 has often been called one of the worst movies of all time. I love it. Uh, imagine a young, live Michelle Pfeiffer. Jesus, uh, settle Max down, Caulfield, bro. Max Caulfield, a.k.a. Uh, Rex Manning from Empire Records. Uh, Frenchie's back. The Principal's back. Eugene is back. It's great. Should we do a podcast about Grease 2? I, I hope you're talking to McKenna right now. <laughs> yeah. It was because uh, the, Stephen Stills and Knives Chow write a musical and pitch Matthew Patel. Uh, this is like in the margins of what's going on. We don't know this will be a huge plot point later in the show. Isn't Stephen Stills a member of a band that also involves Crosby and Nash? Yes. Is it the same guy? It's the same guy. Same actor. I can't <laughs> believe they got him. Uh you want to, like I've seen the movie a couple times. Once when it came out, and once fairly recently when I was like that movie. Everyone loves. Um, I barely remember Young Neil. I don't remember this yeah. other guy at all. Well, who played those him? are the two. Young Neil and Stephen Stills are the two who everybody else got famous, and they refused. <laughs> <laughs> they refused to get big. They is refused this, to join Marvel. Is this guy played by your favorite actor who played uh, big Jay Leno comedian on the OC? And he was in the loop. He's every not- time I can't remember who somebody is, <laughs> it's your favorite actor, that guy. It is. I love that guy whose name we also don't know. And refuse. The loop. Do you remember the loop? He was also in that show about the devil where he just like Reaper. the devil. Reaper. Thank you. And he was the boyfriend on Grounded for Life. Man, that's where I fell in love with him. Of course. Grounded okay. for Life on the first two Who played Steven Stills? Focus. See, I don't know. Some random dude. Not, right. But not that guy. Not I'm, my friend Brad. I'm going to use the internet while you talk. Why would you use the internet? Why can't we just wonder? It makes for bad podcasting. Wondering? No, normally because people are like, who is that? And they, people are screaming the real name. Uh, nobody's going to know Stephen Stills' name. Even the internet? Even the internet. All right, keep talking. I'm still looking. Because uh, it's the Todd episode, and Todd is a vegan. Uh, there's a lot of vegan jokes. McKenna, 28 years ago when the movie came out, vegan jokes were de jour. How do they hit now when being a vegan seems a pretty normal thing to be? I think they still hit because I think it's still relevant to being vegan is normal, but there are still vegans who are obsessed with telling people that they're vegans. Mm. And that still will always be fun to make fun of. Do you think it's true that vegans are unusually loyal to their partners? I think this episode calls into question the truth (laughs) of that. (laughs) (laughs) They do have strong willpower. I, I think anyone mm. who maintains a vegan, you're you're stubborn. So I think that adds an element to loyalty, right? You don't you don't give in very easily. So yeah, sure. So yeah, why not, Ryan? Why not? Uh, all right, news break. There's a TV movie made in 2019 called L.A. Confidential, based on James Elroy's novel of the same name. What? Jack Vincennes. Uh, Kevin Spacey's character was played by Walter Gog- Walton Goggins. Nice. Um, and Ed, no, where, where did it go? Bud White, Russell Crowe's character, was played by Mark Webber, who played Stephen Stills That's... in uh, Scott Pilgrim's Versus the World. In the credits, uh, I'm like, know that name, know that name. And then it always says Mark Webber. And I go, who the fuck is that? And so now I know. So thank you. It's time for Moments of the Week. McKenna, what's your Moment of the Week? Um, 
I really, really liked young Neil moments. Um, so my moment of the week is really just him on screen, but uh, especially when he insisted that Mario Karts are golf carts in other countries. Or <laughs> yeah. golf carts are called Mario Karts in other countries. And then when he's um, told that's not true, he makes up a different fact <laughs> yeah. immediately. Yeah. A, a different, equally untrue fact. Right, guy? What's uh, I, uh, there's, I've got two. One is Ramona's terrible way of making lists. You make uh-huh. a long list, yes, and then you cross things off one at a time. She writes down one thing, crosses it off, and then writes down the second thing. That's not how you. I don't know why. It's not. That drives a list. me fucking nuts. That's not how you make a <laughs> list, bro. And then my second one is in this. I, I don't think when we were talking about the music, we didn't. I don't think we talked about this because the internet. There's no such thing as like, oh, I forgot about that song, right? right. We're uh, just a wash of every song that's ever been written at all times. But this is my United States of whatever. Completely gone from my head. I had forgotten oh, about it. You don't live in my household then? <laughs> I, I do not. Uh, Liam Lynch, I want to say. Yeah. Good uh, pull. Uh, wow, and they a, played the whole song. Like, <laughs> yes, they did. What a blast from the past. Um, happy to hear it for 10 seconds and then i was like oh wait this this fucking sucks and then i ran it off as leroy and he's like hey you, uh, you better uh, whatever uh no this me and my, my wife anytime, United States of whatever anytime we're like oh do you want to do this and if we don't care we go whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh it's big in my household not because of the song but because of his name because if you do something like make a motion and the other person flinches you say okay liam flinch perfect yeah perfect call uh I really liked super small moment. Uh, the documentary crew hears every time there's a fight, the video game blank versus blank comes in, and they go, "Who said that?" And it, it tickled me. Uh, it was it's fun when a show where anything can happen can surprise you. Like when the priest realized that Fleabag looks at no one. Yes. Sometimes. Oh, that moment was. Let's just talk about Fleabag. <laughs> uh, that is all we have time for this. Uh, we're gonna take the quiz or breaks, and we come back every other show or movie that came out this week. It is time for the pull list where we talk about every other thing that came out this week, starting with The Archies. The Archies, released in the States this week on Netflix, and a couple of weeks ago at the 54th International Film Festival of India, probably marks the first feature-length film adaptation of an Archie comic in Hindi. Named after the band the characters form, the movie tells the story of Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and all the rest... As they sing, dance, fall in love, and try to save their favorite local park from developers. Critics say that it too much straddles the line between Hollywood and Bollywood. Without picking a side, Taste Buds, I ask you this. If they were going to do it right and go full Bollywood, not Hollywood, Bollywood with a B. Yes. Which one of our shows would you most like to see done? Oh. I'll give you a second. That's it. Second's over. One. Dark. Alligator. No, a n- dark matter it does not <laughs> fucking count. I almost wrote that in here <laughs> to stop picking dark matter for everything we do. That's fine. Why dark matter, Mike? Uh, just the depth and breadth of characters. Like Captain Mark Datter? Like Captain Mark Datter and the rest to see how they would do in song and dance form. One, two, other numbers. <laughs> the rest. McKenna, who would you want to see Bollywooded? I so like my first thought was like Doom Patrol, but they already do a lot of dancing and singing, and I don't know if it would heighten it. Not Bollywood though. They don't do any Bollywood, and I do think they could pull it off. 
Um, but I think if there was one thing that could ever get me to watch any of the Walking Dead series, it would be if you told me it was Bollywood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the zombies doing the Bollywood dance with the head, but yes. I would be sold. So uh, if you ever wanted me to actually watch one of those episodes, that's how you would do it. I'll bet you guys 20 bucks right now that if Bollywood Walking Dead came out that week, we'd be like, we didn't watch it. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not sorry. I know we said we would, but it's still Walking Dead. Uh, keep in mind, you do have to pick something that you would want to watch for like three and a half hours because those bitches are long. And I did. Dark Matter. The correct answer uh, is Legends of Tomorrow. It's just mm, so obvious. Yes. It's just so obvious. It's just so obvious. Your uh, The Archies is just on Netflix because it's a film. This is uh, two hours, 20 minutes, by the way. This musical comedy. So... Shorter than RRR. It's true. The last Bollywood movie I watched. What was that rated? Triple uh, X, actually. <laughs> Shit. S- Spirit of the Union? What was the sequel called? State of the Union. <laughs> Spirit of the Union. <laughs> Next up is Yu Yu Hakusho. Debuting this week on Netflix, Yu Yu Hakusho is a live action show that is based on a 1990 manga series. A series that also. Because we spo- do manga. <laughs> and not Star Wars. A series that also spawned an anime, two animated films, multiple soundtrack albums, a number of video games, and an encyclopedia. In the first episode of the show, our main character, Yusuke, meets his spirit world guide right when the human world starts to go to shit. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the human world going to shit aspect make this premise a little unbelievable? Yeah, I can never see the human world going to shit. Can't wrap my mind around it. Um, It's too unbelievable. This is... (laughs) Was that a Ryan impression? <laughs> you? Yes. Um, I looked it up because I was like, video games? Let's see how many. It says a number of video games. So let's see how many. Any guesses? Seven. Three. McKenna wins. It's 26. Holy, holy. <laughs> yep. Uh, like, more than 10 on Game Boy alone. Wow. Yeah. And what is you Hakusho on, Ryan? Uh, also Netflix. All five episodes dropped, but we're going to do the first one this week, which is done now. And then two now. more next week, two more the week after that. Uh, next up, and not on Netflix, is the animated film, Merry Little Batman. And Merry Little Batman Gotham is crime-free when the Justice League is called away for a secret mission, leaving little Damian Wayne home alone for the holidays. In Batman's absence, villains return, and it's up to... Little Damien Wayne to defend Gotham. Taste buds, I ask you this. Who is better at fighting bad guys when home alone? Little Batman or Kevin McAllister? It's always Kevin McAllister. That's not fair to anybody. I mean, how many paint cans does Damien Wayne use? I I think the answer is zero. And no booby traps. Well, shit. Very little old black and white film. Uh, (laughs) I will say I watched 20 minutes of this because sometimes you have to poop. And... Seems delightful, and if you miss like old Nicktoon style animation that's gross and horrifying, yeah, I saw some Ren and Stimpy in the trailer. Oh yeah, there's some Ren and Stimpy. There's some Courage the Cowardly Dog in there. Fairly Odd Parents, maybe a little bit, maybe a dash. (laughs) Um, and also, did we say who the Batman is? It's Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. No, our daddy. It's Bruce Wayne. You fucking morons! You guys don't know who Batman is. (gasps) What? Oh, should I not have said that out loud? When it could kill somebody. Identity was supposed to be protected. Also, he has a beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that's a decision that they made? Or was that an animation choice? It's a decision they made. It's because uh, Damien... The, the minute 
Bruce Wayne found out he'd be a zaddy, he murderized all criminals in Gotham. So there's been no crime in Gotham for like six years. That's awesome. And so he grew his beard because now he just hangs out. Uh, that, I mean, that is once you don't like have work to do or like important work, you just grow your beard. Uh, I can Look tell mirror, you that. <laughs> I'm, no, I, trust me, I know. Uh, Merry Little Batman is on Amazon Prime. That is everything we have to talk about this week. Uh, before we get out of here, McKenna, can you tell our lovely listeners about some websites? Absolutely. If you want to learn more about this show, other shows, all sorts of content, you're going to want to go to popfilter.co. And that is the website for this show. Um, and the other website you want to use, especially if you're doing some holiday, post-holiday shopping. I don't know when this drops. Post-holiday shopping, I'm going to say. Um, well, every well, day, it's pre- every day is holidays. post-holiday. Yeah. Every it's post-some. And pre-holiday shopping on Amazon. You want to go to popfilter.co slash Amazon and do Hell all yeah. of your shopping on that and if you want to send some emails contact at popfilter.co nice i mean if you're gonna get the email address right you might as well throw it out there might as well just yeah (laughs) i i appreciate mckenna you like even when i'm not on i listen right and what i appreciate about you uh more than ryan and cassie you're like i will do every commercial i remember until i run out of breath (laughs) (laughs) sorry No, no, that that was a sincere compliment. I know I don't know how to give those. Uh, Take it as something, you know, flattery. Usually Mike says things like, you know what I appreciate about you, McKenna, is that you're a fucking piece of shit. You stink like shit. You don't know how to shower. (laughs) Uh, Ryan, what other shows should people check out? Oh, man, Mike, you know what I would love for you to check out is Movie of the Year. Um, where we, me and you and our good friend Greg are uh, battling it out over the year 1973 to figure out what is the single greatest movie of 1973. Also, sit your ass down and listen as uh, a bunch of people are about to get together to figure out what is the single greatest everything of 2023. It is a months-long process that uh, uses lab coats, goggles, Mm -hmm. uh, gloves... Right? Mm-hmm. Guns. Petri dishes. Peaches. Peaches come from a can. Peaches come. come. A Span from a bag. Peaches come. That was put there by Timothy Chalamet. That's that movie, movie of the year. is not eligible. <laughs> no. No, we're going to put it in there. Why not? Catch me if you come with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> uh, check us out on Instagram at your pop filter. Hit us up there. And then uh, one more website. Uh, that we have is McKenna. You've been cooking a personal website on your free time. Like and what's meth? that all about? It's yeah. You've yeah, been cooking it, websites like meth. I've been cooking my well. Those are my two hobbies, so I've got to keep them. <laughs> um, it's called deciphering Mike, and it's telling when Mike is being sincere if he talks mm. to you or being a dick and insulting you. Um, I have trouble with this. I know a lot of other people have trouble with this, so this website's going to do a lot of good in the world so is that you put the website on your phone and then you hold up your phone to him and then like oh, like shazamming it goes yeah, red or green and it'll just be like you know a thumbs up or just your your phone will kind of just have a flame screen if it if he's being a dick it'll show you a picture of shazam with shack or kazam <laughs> with shack and if he's being nice it'll be shazam with sinbad with sinbad exactly <laughs> 
Uh, I think you need to make this a thing, and I you cannot do it alone, so you should go to my pals at cybersprout.net. They are good at maintenance, backup optimization, speed, drag-and-drop tools, other words that I remember from the commercial, cybersprout.net, your partner for a digital world. Uh, next week, we are talking about episodes six and seven of Spot, Spot, mm, Spot Kilgram, <laughs> and more Yu Yu Hakusho. That is it. I am Mike for Ryan McKenna for. Enough said.